Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. It'd be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graeme David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, in this podcast in this episode I'm going to be talking about jokes telling jokes being funny being humorous and um, it's one of those subjects isn't it my personal style if you haven't already picked it up from any of the other episodes or if this is your your first time listen I love the use of humor so I'm going to start from that basis you 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 may feel it doesn't suit you it's not you you're not the person who uses humor Um, that's fine I'm going to attempt to change your mind slightly Most people, however, are starting from the basis that they want to use some humour occasionally at the right point in a conference speech or a a meeting, but there is a concern. Uh, There are a number of concerns about humour and is it appropriate? Is it something that's going to work? Is it something in, 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 in plain, simple English that they should or should not do? Should they aim to try and be funny? So I'm starting from the basis that, yes, you should do. I'm starting from the basis that it gives you some real benefits and edges that uh, you can't get without using humour. And whether or not you're somebody that uses humour a lot, most of us, and, and I, I'm going to say most, I'd like to think that pretty much all of us have some sort of a sense of humour. Uh, if you think of your most relaxed times when you're with friends, family, loved ones, uh, with children, with partners, with friends in um, social settings on holiday, humour is a thing that as humans we use. And it's it's great, it's brilliant, and it it works very, very well on all the levels without going all esoteric about, esoteric about it. Humour works on many, many levels. But what we're looking at is a more formal situation, should you allow humour to come through. And the first point is, yes, you absolutely should do. It allows us to see the human part of you. Uh, A lot of presentations and meetings and conferences are really marked out by quite stressed people. Now, this comes from a good place, because if you're giving a pitch, it's very serious, you want to get the business, you want to represent your business to the best you can. If you're speaking at a conference, you want to convey some ideas and some thoughts and some, um, some some great ideas to your audience. So all of this, it comes from a good place. However, the reality is, for pretty much all of us, at some point, things happen that we find funny, that other people find funny, whether we are the butt of the joke, whether somebody else is, whether something else is. So it's a really good thing to allow to happen. Now, it allows for a far more natural way of speaking. So even if you're delivering what in your mind is half an hour of absolutely cutting edge, um, no opportunity for anything human at all uh, content, the reality is that it's you presenting it. You're an individual, you're talking to some other people, 
And once humanity gets involved, there's going to be something where there is um, opportunity for a change of pace. And that's one of the great things I love about humour. And it's one of the first points I want to make to you in this episode. That change of pace, it allows us to see something slightly different. So even if you've just explained for the last five minutes the, the really serious outcome if a course of action isn't followed, there is a perfect moment there just to punctuate the solemnity of the moment, just to allow people to change pace. I've spoken in other episodes about changing gears during a presentation, um, changing, almost interrupting the pattern that you have set. And that's what we're doing with humour. It allows us to see you in a different light. So if you're somebody who's very senior, uh, if your standard presentation of yourself is um, perhaps quite serious, that's absolutely fine. There's no issue with that. If you're a very formal individual when you present at events, again, that's absolutely fine. No one is suggesting you've got to become um, the, the, the comedy genius. But just allowing for that moment of humanity to shine through, it changes the pattern, it changes the pace, it changes the tone. It also makes quite a substantial difference with the audience because up until now, assuming what you're saying is of interest, and I'm going to assume it is, assuming it carries some weight, the audience knows with a social contract to behave in a certain way. Now, when you say something that has a level of humour, it changes that perception and it changes that feeling. And that's a good thing. That just allows us to start to see this differently. It, it alters the, uh, the balance in the room. So that's well worth considering. I think the second thing, though, I want to move towards is where do you get your jokes from and what should your jokes be about? And I think if you're working on the basis of trying a joke of the sort you might tell in a pub or to friends, that's, as you probably know, a really bad idea. You're clearly going to be very careful with the content. You're going to be very careful with what you say. But what we're looking for is those kind of comments or those sorts of comments that allow us to uh, quite naturally find something funny or for our audience to find something funny. So as an example... At the start of a conference, a very large conference, I'm talking several hundred people, I will often walk out and start talking as though my, my piece has begun. And then I'll get maybe 30 seconds into it and I'll interrupt myself and say, sorry, before we go any further, does everyone here know everyone else? Now, this is a ridiculous question, right? And because I deliver it in a serious way, and because up until now I haven't said anything that is obviously humorous, it often leads to a a certain amount of confusion. You see some people smiling, you see some people laughing, some people just staring blankly at me as though I'm an idiot. <laughs> These things are all fine as a reaction. And as I get some reaction from several hundred people in the audience, I might then say, oh, let's, uh, let's do a quick round of introductions. This shouldn't take us too long. And I'll then go into that exercise you've almost certainly had to take part in at some point where you've had to go around the room and say who you are and where you're from, a bit about yourself as a person, you married, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, previous lovers, show us the pictures, something about your true, something about you that's false, three things about you that, uh, that you've never told anybody else before, your best holiday, your worst holiday, go! And then I'll point to somebody. And you can imagine at this stage, it's clearly a ridiculous situation, but it comes out of a reality, and the reality being... Most of us have experienced that exercise. But when that exercise is delivered to several hundred people, it's clearly ridiculous, and it allows people to laugh. It allows them a moment of relaxation. 
So humour that comes out of something that is unique to you or your situation, your work, your environment, uh, is all really, really good. These are great places to go for comedy. Now, these days online, you can find pretty much jokes, puns, cartoons, one-liners, five-liners, funny stories, whatever definition you want about pretty much any topic you want. But the knack with this is to make it sound like it is part of your presentation. If it is you bowling up with, hey, let me start with a joke, that's not the feeling that anybody wants. And that's often when people get anxious about telling comedy or using comedy, that is often the starting point that they have, that they have to go in and, quote, tell a joke, unquote. And what I'll explain to you in the second key point is it might be only two or three times in your whole presentation of 30 minutes. Those little moments where naturally you can say something that is funny, that does have a level of humour. It doesn't have to be side-splittingly hilarious, but just a level of humour which allows people to move to a, a, a stage of laughing about something. If you can do that naturally, that's brilliant. Jokes that are standalone jokes, if you can build those into your script, whatever you're saying, great. But really, it's, it's more like a, a comment you're making on something that you've just delivered. Or, as I just demonstrated, introducing myself, introducing the group, and then starting to go into this ridiculous, let's go around and introduce ourselves exercise. Let's look at um, a third area of concern, a third area of concern for a lot of people. Um, and that is, if you are using humour, are you going to undermine the seriousness of your topic? Well... This feels perhaps counterintuitive to you, but actually no. And unless you're telling a joke every minute or two, in which case you're in the wrong gig, you need to be a stand-up, well-placed, like I gave the example, perhaps two or three moments where you consciously say something specifically to bring some humour into your presentation, that's great. But just use... I, I shudder to say common sense because the obvious joke about that, of course, is that common sense isn't that common. But use some some sense of what is going to work for you in your situation. You're clearly, I would hope, not going to be telling jokes around the point you start to talk about the price of your offer. It's not a point to be joking, is it? You're clearly not going to be using humour uh, if it is aimed at anyone in the room. You're not going to be using humour for anything that has seriously happened that's, that's gone wrong. Unless, of course, that's something you've built in. Again, one of the episodes I've talked about uh, in this series is using mistakes on purpose. It allows a change of pace, I reference that pattern change, out of which some humour can happen. But by and large, you're going to use humour in the right points. The right points are perhaps near the beginning of your presentation, when you want your audience to, to, to think to themselves... Yeah, this person seems okay, they seem to know what they're doing, I feel relaxed, I'm now starting to focus in on their message. If you've delivered a very long, uh, very detailed explanation of something, how it works, or a spreadsheet, or some numbers, again, that might be the point at which you want to use some humour. These are good places to do this, and, and in fact, far from undermining a serious topic, these will help show your audience that you have the confidence to be yourself and to be relaxed and that you're concerned about your audience. Now, when you do this a couple of three times with a certain level of mindfulness, 
we understand that we're listening to somebody and we're watching somebody who knows what they are doing. So if anything, careful use of humour will really augment and enhance your presentation style. Just a couple more points then uh, on this episode, a nice short episode about humour. This is something I see a lot of people do, and it's, it comes from a position of feeling quite comfortable and confident, which I like, and it comes from a position of trying to be inclusive, which I also like. The problem is, it actually doesn't work inclusively at all, and that is using in-jokes. So, I've seen this many times, I'm sure you will have done, you may have done this yourself, but you are presenting something and you want to thank somebody in the room, or you want to acknowledge somebody in the room. That's just one example. So you might be explaining what you've been doing, you might be referencing various people that have helped, or various teams that have helped, and then you say something like, oh, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks to Francis, and huh, I think you know what I mean, Francis, when I say donuts and coffee. And Francis at that point looks slightly mystified or laughs or uh, does the thumbs up or whatever's appropriate to you and Francis. But the rest of the room has no idea what you're talking about because it was an in-joke between you and Francis. Now, I see this happen a lot and it does come from a good place. It absolutely does. The problem is, at that point, just look at this logically, you are one person in the room laughing the other person or the other team that you've referenced, they're smiling back at you because they're in on the joke. But what's everybody else doing? You see, everybody else is now just staring blankly at you because they're not in on the joke. So what you've done in that one moment is you've shut everybody else out and you've been like the idiot at the party who's told a joke that nobody else has laughed at. So in jokes, the way in jokes are often done, which again, I will restate, is not in any way malicious, but they're not going to help you. If you want to get really advanced with using in jokes, because I do this a lot of the time and it works very, very well, is you will talk in your presentation. Your presentation will be aimed at everybody in the room, but you may have one or two references that are amusing to the individuals or the teams or the very senior person or however you've decided to do that, that they will understand, they will find funny, they will now realise this is a multi-layered presentation because you're saying something that they find additionally funny, but the rest of your audience is able to appreciate it in terms of what you've been talking about. So let's go back to the Francis example. You might be thanking various people and you, and you might reference, as you're speaking, the, the, the situation with this kind of work is it takes an awful lot of uh, support, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of dedication, and frankly, it takes a lot of donuts and coffee. Now, you carry on talking. Francis and Francis's team may well recognise and, and appreciate the, uh, the, the shout-out, as I believe they call it these days. They appreciate the reference. It is funny to them, but it is funny on a different level to the rest of the audience, right? So, in-jokes will work so long as they are shared with everybody in the way that I've just explained. And that just gets me to the first, uh, sorry, to the first, God blimey, <laughs> gets me to the final point I'd like to make in this episode. And that is about the delivery of something that you know is intentionally comedic. Now, if you have ever spent any time watching stand-up comedians or having a go at doing stand-up comedy, 
I have, by the way, I have tried to do stand-up comedy. I have uh, died in various pubs in London attempting to get people to laugh for uh, five minutes. But one of the things that you will learn is that when you tell your joke, you pause and you wait and you almost challenge the audience to laugh or to not laugh. Now, a great reference point for this would be somebody like Jimmy Carr. Whether or not you like Jimmy Carr's work, put that judgment to one side. What you notice that Jimmy Carr will do is he will tell his joke, he will deliver the punchline, and he will absolutely wait for the audience to react. Now, Jimmy Carr's pretty famous now, so the audiences that see him tend to understand the comedy they're going to get and tend to laugh on cue. But you can still see moments where he pauses and waits for the laughter to catch up with him. And if the laugh isn't as big as he wants, he will push the joke. He will find a way to insist that it is funny and that he is just waiting for the audience. Now, if you're Jimmy Carr or a comedian, you can do this. But you or I on stage at a corporate conference really should not do this. So the process I tend to use is deliver, pause, continue. And the way this works is you deliver the bit that's funny. You ensure you have your punchline at the end. The punchline is the bit that people laugh at. Right? So whatever your story is, whatever you've built in, whatever's the point that you're going to say that people should laugh at, that is the punchline. And at the point of the punchline, if you were a professional comedian, you would stop and you would wait for the laugh. Now, we're not going to do that because if we do that and no one laughs, it's a pretty awful feeling. And you're then going to be really upset that in this episode, I've told you humour and comedy is a great thing. So what you're going to do is deliver. You're then going to pause, but not a massive great Jimmy Carr pause. It's almost a taking a brief moment to breathe in. It's a brief moment to realise what you've just said, as though you didn't realise you were saying it. It's a microsecond to take a sip of water. It's a looking round at the slides. It's changing your direction on stage. It's any of those things. Now, in that pause, one of two things will happen. The audience will laugh, or they will not. If the audience laughs, you maintain the pause. And then depending on the nature of your line, you will either acknowledge it was a joke or you will look surprised or you will pretend that you didn't realise what you'd said or whatever it's going to be. If the audience doesn't laugh and they just continue to stare back at you, this is why we have continue. Deliver, pause, continue. You then continue as though you knew they weren't going to react. Now, understanding deliver, pause, continue is really, really helpful when you first use something that may or may not be funny to your audience. So you deliver, you pause for a split second, and then you continue. And in that split second, if everyone falls back laughing, great. If no one laughs, fine. The difficulty, of course, is what if two or three people laugh and nobody else does? Well, at this stage, you remember what I said about in-jokes. You don't say, oh, some of you got it. You don't go, come on, everybody else, keep up. You don't acknowledge it or reference it. You perhaps look at them. You might give them a nod. You might give them a quick smile. And then you continue. 
And that is absolutely the safest way, frankly, to deliver something, to pause to wait to see whether or not it gets any reaction, and then to continue. It means that you can try things out. If they work, great. If they don't work nine times out of ten, nobody will really notice. So that's it for this episode. I've given you uh, five key areas about using humour and comedy in your conferences. Love to hear from you as always. Uh, but for now, that's all. Thanks very much.